you ever been questioning your faith and feel like you're not getting the answers and your spirit is troubled and you're trying to figure out which way to go to make a transition from your faith to faith, the Hebraic way? We're going to share that with you in this episode. Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, we should keep this because this is beautiful. Because people should know this isn't this really isn't scripted. (laughs) This is just us being uh uh candid and and saying what's truthful. And authentic. And authentic. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it. All right. (laughs) Hebrews in exile, um, I have been thinking about a lot of people because when we talk about Hebrews in exile and when we talk about who are you and what what faith are you? And you say, well, I am Hebraic. And then people look at you kind of strange because they've never heard they've never heard the the term of a faith being Hebraic. So they look at you kind of crazy. But um, it is something that is germane to what the Father has said would occur in the end of days for which that we are in, that when you're in this exile that you're in, you will search for me with all your heart and you will find me from where you are. So the next question becomes one, well, so are you Jewish? And then the answer is, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm Hebraic. Because the ethnicity of the people that are the father's that are Israel are Hebrew people. It's like, are you American? Yeah, well, what's your language? Well, English. Hmm. So the language of the father and his people are Hebrew, therefore making me Hebraic because I have adopted my way of life as being connected to the Father and his people and his Torah. So now when you say Torah, you go, oh. Yeah, what is that? What is the Torah? That's 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 Jewish. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And then you have to explain to people that it's not Jewish. The so-called Ashkenazi Jews have stolen our ethnicity and tried to make it their own. They have been the um, 
um, what am I going to say, perpetrators of the Hebrew language, which amongst some of the staunch Hebrew Israelites debate and want to want to question um, whether or not it's pure Hebrew or whether it's Yiddish. Well, in my mind, it doesn't matter whether it's whatever it is. The, the symbols that make the Hebrew language the Hebrew language, whether we're looking at Paleo uh, Hebrew, Ancient Hebrew, or Modern Hebrew, the symbols still represent the same picture graph. Right. It has the same meaning. Right. So I'm always I'm always interested when people when I when I'm explaining this to people how that this Hebraic way is not a religion. I'm not religious, so this is not a religion. Um, the Father has said that I am giving to you today a way of life. If you will obey these commandments, these mitzvot that I'm giving you today, they shall be life to you. I'm giving you a way of life. So he never, ever created a religion for us to be a part of, but a way of life. So, when I talk about a way of life, it's it's like you don't have to think about when you get up in the morning or when you go to bed at night or what you do through the context of a day. You get up in the morning, you go wash your face, brush your teeth, go about the go about the business of getting your coffee, and you're off in your day. So the Most High has given to us this way of life that once we understand it and once we adopt ourselves to it, the functionality of it is that we get up in the morning, we do all the normal things that we do, but within the context of our life and our walking through our day and our time, our mind is transfixed on how to live out our life in light of what the Father has asked of us to do. So, what do you mean, so? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where you know what some people are going to say. Okay, okay. So A- and okay. So, so what's the next step? So the next step is like anything else that you do that you're that's foreign to you that you haven't known in the past. You do study, you do research. And you start learning about this way of life. Let's take it for example. Okay, hey, uh, I've been going along in all my life, and all of a sudden, I need to go to the gym. Okay. And um, so I walk in the gym, and uh, I don't have a clue uh, about these these apparatuses and all the stuff around here to do. So somebody has to come and show me. Once they show me, then I can, I can, and I, and I learn it, then I can go to the gym by myself. It becomes a way of life. I walk in, I get on the apparatus, I know what I'm doing. So when we talk about this, this Hebrew way of life, we have to get to a point where we can find out what it is. And what it is, is written in the Hebrew scriptures. And that's where you got to start. You got to start your research in the Hebrew scriptures. 
because they are what dictate to us what our purpose in life is in light of the most high and the father. Yeah. I, I, it's drawing my attention to, you know, this, it's, it's such a roadmap. It, it, it's designed to show you a way of life, a lifestyle. And just like your analogy that you just brought up is that you really have to have a, a good foundation and under, understanding. That's just even with going to the gym and you're working out, you got to have an understanding of what the movement is, why I'm working this particular movement, why, and, and, and figure out a groove so you can go ahead and you can be functional on your own. And so scripture, if you look at it from uh, just reading it and not spiritualizing it, because a lot of times we run into that a lot is people take scriptures and they, what we call springboard off of them and spiritualize a lot of things instead of saying, this is what the most high has designated. And I think a lot of clarity has actually happened for me personally when I just started looking at the scriptures for face value and stripped away all the spiritual minutia that has been imposed upon us in the past and looked at it from the standpoint and said, I'm taking the most high at his word. And so, therefore, I'm not going to read anything else into this what, than what is actually here. Well, the question becomes one, well, why, why, why do we do that? Why do we spiritualize things? Well, here's, you know, I have been doing this for a very, 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 I've been doing this ever since I was 19 years of age, and I'm certainly nowhere close to that now. She's <laughs> <laughs> only 35, what are you talking about? <laughs> but... The reason why we spiritualize things is because we don't understand what it is. So in order to to make it sound like we know what we're talking about, we drop a spiritualization onto something that doesn't need to be spiritualized and we make it sound like ooh like we're like we're doing something. So here There are people, and I know this because I, I run into them all the time, and, you know, you, you want to know, well, how do I get to be a Hebrew? How does my faith, how do I get there? Well, the first, the first thing that you have to do is you have to go to the manual. Nothing, nothing in life happens without a manual. Right. I mean, so you were born into this world and there wasn't a manual. Oh, yes, there was. Absolutely. Yes, there was. Your mother and father raised you according to a manual, even if the manual was drafted by their mother and father. Mm. So you get raised in a way that that's consistent with something. But when it comes to this Hebraic way of life, we have to get out of the um, the arena of the Greeks and get back to who we are as a people, our language, our our God, and our way of life that he's given to us. Because, as I said before, <clears throat> with being some 400 plus years in exile and out of the land and not having anybody to teach us correctly, we have been subjected to the Eurocentric way of religion, 
and we've adopted our lifestyle after it, recognizing historically that our forefathers that came out of the land didn't know anything about this stuff, but we've adopted it, and so we've lost we've lost our connection to who we are, and the only way we can get back to that, as the Most High has said in his word, he says, when you're in this exile, and you're exiled in the nations, he said, is that that point when all these things that I talked about in uh, episode number three, I think it two, is, two, 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 I talked about it in episode two, when all these things that are spoken about in Davarim chapter 28 verses 15 through 68, when they come up on you, then in the place that you are, you will turn, you will turn and you will seek for me. So here we are in this end of days, and there are a lot of people, uh, Sean, like you and I, who are searching for truth. All over the place. They're all over the place. I mean, they they hit they hit our website and they hear what's being said. They go to our YouTube uh, uh, channel and our Ustream channel and they listen to the teachings that are being done. They read the information and it resonates with the idea that they have been searching for something that they didn't know what. They have been searching for truth. Listen, I know for a, I know this for a fact about people and particularly our people. Our people are very spiritual and they're germane and they're drawn to God. They love the Most High. They just don't know who He is. And the argument, we can argue back and forth if I, if they, if they talk about, well, God, and I go, well, which, which one? When they go, God, no, no, which one? Right. Well, there's only one, there's only one God. Well, is there? Yeah, because God is just a title. Yes. That's yes. like calling you, if I went up to you and I said to you, uh, Mr., yeah. Mr., yeah. Mr., no, I have a name. Yeah. And there are a whole lot of misters. <laughs> yeah. And there are, there are a whole, there are a plethora of gods. But the God that, <clears throat> is drawn to us in this Hebraic way of life has a name, but the problem is is you're not going to find it reading Greek text and Greek information because they've buried it and they've hidden it as, as well as the Oxenazis have done the same thing so that you and I could never ever get to the point of knowing who and what the name of our God is. But we find it as we study the manual, which is the scriptures, that is written in the Hebrew scriptures that our God's name is yod heh which is pronounced Yahweh. Some people say Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahuwah. But the point being is he has a name that's different than any other name. So the question, the question on the table is, you know, how do I get to be in, how do I get into this Hebraic way of life? We're talking about Hebrews in exile. How do how do I how do I how do I get there? That's a it's 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 a good question. It really is because I actually had a, a different approach about that whole entire question that you just posed. Because I honestly believe that the Most High is really like you said. The, we have a, a love affair with the Most High, and the Most High sometime will somehow draw you back to him and in doing so you see all these 
and this is the way my approach was, was you see all these anomalies because that's the way it was for me. You see all these anomalies all over the place. Like this, these things don't, don't, don't make sense. Yes, I am, I am a spiritual person. I'm connected to the most high. I've been in, you know, I'm going to use the word here, the Christian way for a very, very long time as an example. Um, and now, um, some things are just not right. I just don't understand them. And that's, I think that's honestly the most high just trying to tug on you to say, dig a little deeper because there's a better understanding that's there. And then it's, then it becomes the issue of, okay, I understand that there's some anomalies here and I, I'm not want to use the word defecting, but I, I'm shying away from the understanding that I know that there's something else that's out there. So now how do I make that transition? How do I, how do I jump into this Hebraic way of life? And really it just boils down to having the courage because you got a lot of obstacles when you do that, especially again, I'm going to use the majority of folks here and where we are in the United States that have, are, are Christian based. And you're gonna, your, your loyalty, your, your, your belief system, your, the, your friends, you're faced, and I think we talked about this, hinted on it in episode number one, that it's a very lonely road. And trying to, trying to do that and to, to seek a group of people who, I think surrounding yourself with individuals of like mind. You know, there's an old, I'll say this, there was, uh, when I was, uh, when, uh, I'm from, originally from Ohio, and when I moved out to uh, the West Coast, I uh, went to this small little Baptist church in in uh, Reno, Nevada, and there was a guy there, and he was the pastor, and I remember this teaching that he had. He said, you know, when you walk into a room filled full of smoke, there's no way in the world that you're going to leave that room not smelling like smoke. So, again, you need to surround yourself with people of like mind because that's going to start working on you. You're going to have that smoke on you, which will help you with the transition a little better because trying to do it on your own by yourself is 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 discouraging. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that I know and that I've come across and in, in, in leading the congregation these number of years and the people that have come through the doors – They've all said, you know, I, I've been searching. I've been searching for truth. I've been searching for understanding. I, I came across your website and I listened to what you were saying. I, and I went to your teaching line. I listened to what you're saying. I'm going like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. But the problem here is, is that in order to be, to, in order to get into the Hebraic way, you have to be drawn by the Ruach, the Spirit. The Spirit has to draw you in. And if you're, if a person is really searching the scriptures and trying to get understanding and they're asking questions and they're not getting answers or they're being shoved off or they're telling or being told, well, this no longer applies to you, but yet and still your soul, your spirit knows that there's something that just ain't right. And then you come across Hebrews like us that are teaching Torah, which is nothing but the Father's way of life for his people, and we're teaching that and we're learning that, 
then it starts to resonate with your spirit. So then the next problem that you have, you know, is trying to embrace this. Well, you can't embrace this totally on your own. You need a community to help you, to help you get there and understand. You, you need to be able to tune in to people as you listen to them and that your spirit listens to that allows you to know that, you know what, I'm listening and I'm hearing truth. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing truth. I'm hearing something that I can I can validate back to Scripture. And then you start talking about this stuff with your friends and your 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 church congregants and they start looking at you like you're crazy. And then you have this sense of fear that strikes you that says, you know, if I go this way and if I embrace this, I'm going to be alone. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah, it scares a lot of of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. Now, I I don't want to bring up the Greek text, (laughs) but the Greek text says, come out from among them and be separate. So there's this issue that in one hand, you're listening to a dialogue of separation. But then when you're confronted with separation, that's true separation from that which is idolatry, that which is a half-truth, now you're afraid to make that step because you're afraid that you're going to be alone, you're going to be ostracized by your family, you're going to be cut off from your friends and the congregation that you're familiar with. But, you know, I, I, I say this, that... I had to make a decision in in 2007, and you know we had a good congregation of people in the Christian church that we were that we were pastoring. But I had to make a decision that I I I'm looking at Scripture, I'm looking at what the Most High is saying, and I have to make a decision: Do I follow Him or do I follow men? And irrespective of who I lose, family, uh, friends, you know, we say, we say, you know, I've heard pastors say, for God, for God, I'll live and for God, I'll I'll die. die. Well, here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. Because becoming Hebraic and turning back to the truth and the way that the Most High has written for what for the created man that he has made in his image and in his likeness and the Hebrew people. Yes, we African-Americans here in this exiled nation that's called America and in these exiled places of the world all around the world, we are now soul-searching and looking for the answers that our pastors and our leaders can't give us because it's a Hebraic way of life. And you don't want to be alone. So, you know, if I was going to say to anybody, you don't have to be alone because you can, you can connect with, with people like myself and like, like you, Sean. You can go, uh, to our website, which is, uh, www.firsttab.org. And you can look at information there and, you know, you can email, you can email me from the website. We can connect. We can talk. And, you know, 
I, we can give you some help in how to handle the difficulties of making this transition out of Christianity that you're trying to get out of, but you don't know where to go to get out of it. And you're searching within your own communities trying to find answers. You're trolling the websites and you're listening to various thoughts and various ideas and you're confused. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them have different agendas. Um, our agenda is simply truth matters. That's it. That's it. I mean, I mean, you know, we look at scripture and we look at what's taking place and, and truth matters. And, and if truth matters to you, then you need to connect with people that are speaking truth and can explain scriptorial truth to you that don't have an alternate, an ulterior motive or a different agenda. Um, the agenda that we have to have is the agenda that the most high has. We have to be locks, we have to be lockstep and in sync with what he has teaching us and wanting to arrange our lives as a way of life to that. You know, it's interesting that there's a passage in Deuteronomy that says that, that talks about your purpose in life. And he says, your purpose in life and a lot of people don't, are, you know, you're struggling with this idea. Well, what's my purpose in life? Well, the most I says, your purpose in life is to cling to me. And the only way you're going to cling to the Most High is like your child clings to the, the leg of his father in love and obedience, you know, and you, you want to be pleasing and you want to do everything that you can uh, to please your parents. Well, in that same light, you know, I want to do everything I can to please my Heavenly Father who has created me, that's given me this way of life. That has been taken away from me for a period of time. Mm -hmm. But in this exile, I have found it. I have found it and I have turned back to it in spite of. And you have to, you have to have a spirit of in spite of because Sean, you know, the thing that is so important to us is the soul. Your soul is important. I mean, my soul is more important than friendship. Mm. I agree. That's so plain. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, why you're going to church? You, you know, you, most people going to church because they're trying to be saved because they don't want to. They don't want to die and go to hell. Well, dying and going to hell is all about your soul. So you're going to church to protect your soul. But if you're going to church to protect your soul and you're only getting a half truth, which is a whole lie, your soul is in jeopardy. Oh, man. Wow. You know what I thought about when you said that? Insurance. Cause it's, cause it's just like some type of insurance because, and then when you find out, you don't want to be that person who gets has some tragedy that happens and then you call up your insurance company insurance company because you've been believing that the insurance policy covered everything but it don't yeah and you find out you find, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you find out that oh wow it doesn't cover that you right. know and the thing about it is you know I don't want to I don't want to get into you know what I don't want to get into but it's going to come sooner or later but I mean, as an individual wanting to make the transition out of a faith system into truth, you just have to step out by faith, call upon the name of 
the Lord, which in the Greek text is Lord, and most people believe that's Jesus Christ, but it's not. Uh, it's the Hebrew, the Hebrew, we, we're going to back this in a little bit. If you read a Hebrew Bible in most contexts, it's going to use Adonai because the, because the Oxenazis and the people who write it think that the name of the Most High is too, is too holy to speak. But the Greek text writes this name. It says, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, the name of the Lord happens to be Yahweh because Yahweh is the Lord is, is the word for master. Adonai is the word for master. And there's only one master. There's only one creator. There's only one God. There's not a multiplicity of gods. There's one absolute, all existent one who has given us this wonderful way of life that's called the Hebraic way. And we learn it by understanding the teachings of the five, well, actually there are seven books within the, the, the Torah. There's five books that you know of, and there's two in one, which makes it seven. And now we hear the writer say, talk about the seven pillars of wisdom. So within the fiber of this Hebraic way, there is a plethora of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And without Torah and without his way of life, you don't have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I mean, the book of Proverbs opens with that, with that phraseology. The purpose of this book, Proverbs, is to provide to you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And then when you read it, when you read it, you know, after, after spending time in the school, of Torah and in the school of the Most High, you recognize that that whole book of Proverbs is nothing but a regurgitation of the teachings of the Father, which is Torah. And Torah is not Aksanazi Shield. It's your scriptures. It's your Hebrew scriptures. They belong to the Hebrew people and the Father's people. They belong to Shem and not Japhat. Japhat is not the father's people. And the Oxenazis Jews, I'm not anti-Semitic. So don't say, why he's anti No, I'm not. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm anti-Japhat. And if you read uh, Bereshit, which is Genesis chapter 10, you get the genealogy of the three sons of Noah, and one of those sons is Japhat. And under Japhat, there is a group of people that are called Aksanazi. But if you go to Shem, and you read the people under Shem, and you look at the genealogy of Shem, you will find out that our 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 great, 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 I can't great, I can't great him enough. Ancestor Father Abraham comes out of the lineage of Shem, which is, which he is a Hebrew. The scripture says, go tell Abraham the Hebrew. So our lineage, we are the true Shemites. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting back to this, you know, making this transition, how do I make this transition? We're talking about Hebrews in, in exile. How do I make this transition? Because my heart, my, you're saying my heart is tugging at me and I know that there's something missing. I know that there's something else, but I don't know what to do about it. I don't know where to find it. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. Well, I'm going to suggest to you that, you know, you find a, a good, 
not not the um, um, Hebrew roots people. The Hebrew roots people are are Oxenazis, and and they're, they're they 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 did one thing for me. They helped me find my true roots, and it wasn't it wasn't in what they were teaching. You know, so. There are a lot of, there are a lot of people in the world today that are searching for truth. You study the scriptures, you read the scriptures, and you want to know, you want to get there. And I'm submitting to you that, uh, continue, continue doing what you're doing and continue to pray and ask the Father to open your eyes and your ears that you might hear and that you might see and that you might find that avenue of truth that's going to, in the end of days, save your soul. Because that's, that's the goal. You want to, you want, you want, you want, and you're, you're, you're trying to get to this place that's called eternal life. Well, eternal life is not in the name of Jesus Christ. Eternal life is in the name of the one who made you. And that name is Yahweh. It's one of these things where, again, piggybacking off of what you're saying, which was so eloquently put, is that for me, if I was going to approach, if I was going to get approached with that same issue, I would say, don't let the fire of your curiosity die out. Because what that does, if you're continuing to be curious, because you're asking questions and those questions need to have a reasonable answer, that's drawing you back to the most high because the most high is the truth of the matter. And you're just going to keep digging and digging and digging until you find it. And in that, and in that regard, even if you're out there by yourself, you're lonesome for a while and you just can't find anyone because it's, 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 we're few and far between. Yeah. We're yeah. very few and far between. Yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time, is there, is there a first tabernacle fellowship where I'm at? Is there, is there one that I can connect to in my area? Well, unfortunately, no. But we are we are here in on this media and in this on this platform and we're on other plat other social platforms that you can connect with us so that you don't have to be alone and so that you can get answers to your questions and uh, and and continue to search and reconnect with the way of the Most High. Now, one of the reasons we call him the Most High is because. If we say God, then there's, we got, we still got to define well, which one. But we know there's only one most high. We know there's only one absolute all existent one. We know there's only one omniscient, om, omnipresent one. We know that there is only one spirit in the universe that has all authority and all power. So we refer to him as we talk in language as the most high. Uh, we also refer to him as being Yahweh because when he, when Mashe asks him who shall I say sent me when we read it in the Hebrew text we're going to find those words go tell them that yod Vafai, Yahweh and this shall be my name throughout all generations it's written right there in the Hebrew scriptures so um, you know 
I thought I, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to try to help some people uh, try to understand. I hope that uh, we brought something to you to help you uh, think through what you're going through because I know it's stressful. Uh, your family, your mother, gonna stop talking to you. Your your husband gonna think you're crazy. Your, your church people are gonna think you've lost your mind. They're gonna call you a heretic. But I'm gonna tell you this much. If the Father is drawing you by His Spirit back to His Word, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull another another Greek text out of that that Greek side. Let Yahweh be true, and let every man be a liar. And then I'm gonna pull a text out of Yeshayahu, which is Isaiah, and I'm gonna ask you a question: Whose report shall I believe? We're talking about Hebrews in exile this has been sean appleton and rabbi robert b holman jr until next time shalom shalom